Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone live at Larry H. Miller Chrysler. Jeep Dodge Ram here in Sandy, 10905 South Automall Drive. It is their Black Friday sales event. Plus, Gordon, they've got employee pricing plus... Uh, they are dedicated to helping you save big during this sales event. Uh, if you're looking for a deal, don't fall for a fake. Get the real deal from Larry H. Miller, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, and Sandy. Find your deal at LHMDeals.com or visit the Automall right here in Sandy. Over $25 million and 12 acres of inventory to choose from. Gordon, we have jazz gear to give away. We still have a couple hats left. We have plenty of T-shirts. Pay us a visit. We're going to talk to Frank Dolce coming up here momentarily, get his thoughts on what we're going to see this weekend between the Utes and the Bruins. Indeed. Always looking forward to talking to Frank and uh, listening to his analysis and sense of humor. Do you think he enjoys talking to us? Talking to us? He says he does. Well, I, I think he enjoys talking to you. Why do you think he doesn't like talking with you? I don't know, because he's got these... these perceptions that i've been insulting him over and over again over the years when nothing could be further than the truth you have not i no. i make one joke about soccer and Are then you? all of a sudden i'm pigeonholed <laughs> okay well uh then do some convincing let's get out to the uh, sprint special guest line get 100 dollars off the redesigned apple watch 4 with a new line of service visit the sprint store nearest you of course he's our ute insider here on the station he's our good friend frank dolce what's going on frank Hey guys, good afternoon. Hey, it's called friends and influence people, and you don't start by insulting something that's near and dear to a person's heart, and also involves somebody's children. Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> I I agree that I I made a mistake. It wasn't one of my finer moments, but I don't know why I I've been pigeonholed as a hater from there on out. You know, I I just want to admit my mistake and move on. I know. It's probably just because that, that's exactly why you've been pigeonholed that way. It's because you just do. You want. You sincerely want. You you, you apologize. <laughs> you want to move on, but it's just because of that fact that w- nobody's going to let you move on from that. I got. I got pigeonholed too. Like this being super defensive sort of thing with Austin. <laughs> I know that he's not here today. So. So then he. He brings that up all the time. He tries, tries to put me in a position to be defensive. I've said interesting – I've made interesting comments about Tim Tebow. Just as an athlete, not as a person, but, but now, you know, the guys seem to think that's a good topic to bring up Tim Tebow all the time and why I hate Tim Tebow, which is absolutely not the case at all. I just don't think that Tim Tebow is the number one rated quarterback in the history of college football. That, that was my stance. And and it's it's ballooned into something else. So and I just try I want to try and get away from it, but it's not going to happen. Hey, yeah, you know you feel my pain, Frank. Good. I, I'm glad we can identify. Absolutely, Frank. Uh, who do you think yeah. is the all-time greatest college quarterback? It's it's. I think it's even a stupid question to be honest. But but I think there are lots of great all-time great college quarterbacks and. Um, I would say guys like, you know, even in my era, like a Troy Aikman was a great college quarterback at, 
at UCLA. John Elway was certainly a great uh, college quarterback, and Jim Plunkett was an amazing college quarterback. And and you know who never gets called a great college quarterback, but all he did was won a lot of games at Oklahoma is Jamel Holloway. He's not your standard college quarterback, but he certainly played quarterback, and he played it at an unbelievable le- level running the running the option attack at Oklahoma. So I would consider him a, a great college quarterback. Jim McMahon has to be very near the top of the list um, in terms of his greatness in college. So I just think there's lots of different guys. And, and, and I don't even know that I put Tim Tebow – you know, if I really sat down and put together a list, I don't know if I put him in the top ten. Is he the top ten of great all-time people? Absolutely. I mean, he's he's kind of a. He, I think he does like himself. You know, a little bit of Tim Tebow, but he is. You know, I think that he kind of wants to do the right thing, and he wants to he wants to encourage and help people generally in his life. I mean, I think that's that's his foundation. But I still don't think he's the greatest college quarterback of all time. Should I be insulted by the fact that uh, Frank just said it's a stupid question that I just asked? So now you're going to play this game where you're insulted, and, and we're just going to all have hurt feelings. We is all, that, we is all that take offense happening? at every turn. <laughs> That's what it sounds I'm like. I'm hopeful doing. that one day I come on the show and Jake doesn't insult me, and Gordon, you don't ask me a stupid question. <laughs> He's the top three person on this show right now. He is Frank Dolce on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, hey, Frank, I, I've been kind of touting this opinion, and I'm curious if you agree. UCLA is kind of uh, by far the most dangerous team left on Utah's regular season schedule. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think they're defensively that they're, they're, it, you know, they're not great. I think Utah should be able to control um, the, the – Things like time of possession, line of scrimmage, uh, run game, possession of the football, keep UCLA's offense off the field. And I think that's probably the best strategy available because UCLA's on a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a win streak here, three-game win streak here. They seem like they've kind of figured things out. And Dorian Thompson-Robinson looks like he's playing better. And, you know, what's really dangerous about UCLA on the offensive side is that they're explosive and in a couple areas, they're explosive in the. They can be explosive in the run game. I think we've seen that for a, uh, you know several games this this year. Uh, I really like the run game. And then Thompson Robinson is explosive um, throwing the football. He's been very accurate at times throwing the football, and certainly with his legs. I would say that Dorian Thompson Robinson is probably you know uh, uh, a freshman sophomore junior. Tyler Huntley in the, you know, his ability to, to make plays and be an athlete and still maybe rely on his athleticism just because he hasn't been able to build up the trust in the other parts of his offense yet. And so he feels like he has to go make a play at times, but if he progresses um, and, and he takes that next step into becoming more of a, you know, threat in the pocket and not necessarily running around making a play with his legs all the time, then, then he can be really, really dangerous. Frank, are, are what we see are seeing with that Utah defense this year, is this historic? Is it what? I'm sorry? Is it historic? Is this the best you've seen? Oh, yeah. 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 I, I've seen, we've seen lots of great 
Utah defenses, and uh, and and we've seen lots of really good defensive players at the University of Utah, and um, for some reason, this combination, I don't know if, if it's the, this combination of players and, uh, and paired with the competition that they're playing, I don't know what, what the exact formula is, but whatever it is, it's working out in favor of the youth. The, the great depth at, uh, at the defensive line, I still have, you know, I, I still have concerns about the depth at the linebacker position, but as long as those guys are playing the way that they're playing at such a high level, and that was the big question mark to me coming into the season was the linebacker group, especially after losing, you know, a projected starter at linebacker. Those guys have been fantastic, and I always count Francis Bernard as one of my favorite players and a key on the defensive side, but Devin Lloyd is the one who keeps, you know, getting all the tackles, so... Those guys have played at an extremely high level. Uh, and then the defensive secondary has really turned a corner since, since USC. And, and all of those things, you know, together, combined with this ability to, well, schematically, what, what uh, Coach Scali is doing, the execution on the field, the ability to stop the run, and not only stop the run, but stop the run and be harassing in the passing game, um, I'm, we'll, we'll see how it all ends up and how it all turns out, but, but this, is a, this is a Utah defense that could rank right at the very top. Frank Dolce with us, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Frank, where are you at on Chip Kelly and his abilities as a college football coach? Wow, that is – I think that's a $100,000 question um, because it seemed like, you know, at Oregon – he just had it all – well, I would say that he had it all right. I don't know that he really built a team to compete on the national level, and maybe we saw that when he would, when he would take his team that was built kind of this, you know, this sleek, built-for-speed kind of team that, that maybe didn't match up quite as well on the national, you know, national level. But I thought that that, that, was, the, you know, that was the next guy. That was the next – he was the innovator. He was, he was going to be around for a long time, and he was the Nick Saban and the, and the Chris Peterson kind of, you know, that, that kind of Urban Meyer kind of coach. And I think his, his reputation has taken a little bit of a beating based on what he did in the NFL and now what he's done in his first, you know, one and a half years or whatever he's been at UCLA. But in the last three weeks – with the same team and the same talent, he's, he's figured out how to get these guys on the winning side of the ledger. And, and that's no small task. It's hard to take a team with a culture of losing, and I think that UCLA kind of developed that over the past few years, and, and turn that into a culture of winning. And it, I, I don't know. I think the jury's still out, but it feels like maybe he's headed in that direction. So... I think there's a chance that Chip Kelly could be uh, amongst some of one, you know, one of the really, really notable college football coaches. I'm not going to say that he's going to be one of the great college football coaches, but I think he could be really, really notable. And, and we'll see if he can continue the thing with UCLA. He has all of the resources at his disposal. 
I mean, to just try and just think about trying to recruit a student athlete in Pullman, Washington, and the guy says, "Oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm heading down to Westwood next week, and I'm going to take a recruiting trip there." I mean, that's when Coach Leach just moved, check him off, move on to the next guy. It's just, it's like an unfair advantage to to be able to recruit down there with with you know just the the resources available, the location. It's sunny and 72 every day, and and I just I, I think that um, he has a real opportunity to to build a legacy in in the college coaching ranks. So Frank, what do you make of what do you anticipate Saturday evening? How do you think this game will unfold? What kind of scoring are you looking at? What game will it be? Defensive, offensive, a little bit of both? Uh, will it be dominated by the Utes? Will it be close? You know, I've been I've been cautious about Utah um, up through the game against Washington. And I thought that was going to be a really telling game. And then the way Utah took that game over and 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 finished off the Huskies, um, maybe I'll be a little more optimistic about Utah. If if I look at over look over the course of the season against what I would consider similar opponents, I know that UCLA brings some some weapons, especially on the offensive side. I I would still look at this game and think that it could be a performance where UCLA is frustrated and can't get anything going on the offensive side and is limited to, to uh, you know, fewer plays than they normally run and don't score nearly as many points as you think they should or they have in the past, and it just becomes a frustrating experience for the Bruins because of what Utah does on the defensive side. And then offensively, the way that Andy Ludwig has run the offense and the strategy and the, the, the ability to stick to a game plan and the determination to stick to the game plan and the execution, you know, there, there's, it's, it makes it really difficult on, on defenses. And, you know, and Tyler Huntley now should be very nearly completely healthy. So I would say that, this is a game where Utah comes out and could make a real statement and and uh, win a game by, I think the spread is 20 points, and I, I think that's very reasonable for, for Utah if they do what they're capable of doing. I really believe that the only way Utah loses in this final stretch is if, if, it's, if Utah beats themselves. If, if Utah figures out a way to trip themselves up and they become sloppy and turn the ball over and, and all of a sudden start missing tag, things they just haven't really done all season long. So I think it could be a dominating effort by Utah on Saturday. Catch Frank on the Ute pregame show this Saturday starting at 4 o'clock from the tailgate lot. And, of course, uh, catch Frank throughout uh, the day across the station all week long right here on uh, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Frank, thank you very much. We appreciate your fine work as usual. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me on, guys. Thanks, Frank. Frank Dolce, uh, who joins us weekly 
uh, right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gordon, we are live today. Larry H. Miller, Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram, 10905 South Auto Mall Drive. Check out these deals. You ready? 2019 Ram 1500 Limited Crew Cab 4x4. You can save up to fifteen grand. Off MSRP, that is a huge deal. If you're into Jeeps, you can get a 2019 Jeep Grand Cherokee a Laredo E, lease for three, uh, 338 a month for 60 months. And you can also, that's with uh, zero down. Just a couple examples of the great deals here. And Gordon, uh, you've uh, in your personal life, you've come to this dealership a number of times over the years, and you can vouch the service is uh, very good. Yes, I bought a car here about a month and a half ago and have done it uh, two or three times prior to. So... Obviously, I'm pleased with uh, the customer service, the, the, uh, the, the deals that are available, and the merchandise that's here. Got to check it out. 12 acres of inventory, by the way. 10905 South Automall Drive. We have jazz gear for you still as well, including the jazz Star Wars shirts. We, I, I can't believe we still have some of those left. So come by and see us. Uh, we'll have, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Emmanuel Moutier coming up next. Uh, make sure people are familiar with his story because it's, it's really cool. We'll get to it straight ahead right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I've got another confession to make. Show 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, thanks for making us part of your day. We're live from Larry H. Miller Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram here in Sandy, 10905 South Auto Mall Drive. Come by and see us. We still have jazz gear for you. We have a hat left. We have an ornament left. We have plenty of T-shirts. So come by and see us, not to mention great deals on uh, tons of cars. Here at Larry H. Miller Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram in Sandy. Gordon, last night, and we talked about this in the, uh, in the 3 o'clock hour, Emmanuel Moutier was terrific in the game against the Nets. He played 18 minutes. He was 4 of 8 from the field. He was 7 of 8 from the line. He had 15 points, 3 boards, 2 assists, and he and Jeff Green were a big part of the reason the Jazz pulled ahead at the beginning part of the fourth quarter. No doubt. Now, I think I, I was thinking today on the show, you know, because he's, uh, he's a topic today. There's no doubt. He's, he's right now playing an important role for the team. And I was thinking, Gordon, this guy is really easy to root for. And because of his story and because of where he comes from and, and kind of how he made it to the Jazz, I think he's a guy I'm hoping plays really, really well this year. And um, we did the, the countdown to contention where we aired some of these interviews, and, and people maybe are familiar with his story, but I thought it would be fun to kind of go back over it. Let's do it. All right, let's start with this, and this is from uh, a one-on-one I did with him before the season started uh, from camp where he, he tells his story a little bit about how he got to this country and, and his family and his background. Alex, hit it. My family's definitely number one, in, my, my number one thing. Uh, I got two brothers, and obviously my mom is just us four, and obviously my niece as well. But that that's my main thing. We spend a lot of time together, and I moved here when I was five. My mom moved a year and a half earlier, and I, we followed when I was uh, I was five years old. So uh, obviously I'm from Africa. I was born in Africa. So basically, his his mom Gordon fled, I mean, war torn Africa, and brought. Um, he was born in Zaire, and brought him to, and his brother to this country, and and probably didn't have a whole lot when they did it. I would guess, right? And think about what he just said there. She came over a year and a half before 
she brought uh, Emmanuel and his brothers over? Or, uh, I mean, or brother was one brother. brother. Mm-hmm. So that in and of itself would be a huge hardship and heartache. And yet she probably came over to prepare an opportunity for uh, the boys to come over. Yeah, that's that's uh, compelling stuff. I think it's courageous. Can you? Okay, he's an NBA player. Can you imagine if she didn't have the courage to do that, how much different his life would be? Oh, big time. Uh, and that's why people come to this country with the hopes of an opportunity. So and I think, in this case, maybe safety. I think based on, on kind of that story, I think – doesn't everybody love that story? Um, you know, uh, my my wife is it's it's different circumstances, but her family came to this country uh, looking for a, a different opportunity when she was a year old. I mean, it's it. I don't know. It's a story that I find inspiring. You know, somebody's just trying to improve their their family's lot in life and and trying to get a part of the American dream. I think well, it's yeah. it's well, that is amazing. The, that is the American story, and obviously, it's a very uh, hot topic politically right now, the whole immigration thing, but uh, people come here to find a better life. So I, I find that background in, incredibly interesting. He, he comes to this country, obviously, Gordon. Uh, he, he latches on to basketball. Uh, he decides instead of going to college that he would uh, go to, to China, of all places, to play for a year and then uh, comes in uh, to the 2015 NBA draft where he's taken number seven by the Denver Nuggets. And it didn't it didn't really pan out for him in dinner. In, fa- in fact, it didn't pan pan out for him whatsoever. So he goes and he he bounces around a little bit. Of course, we know what he did for the Knicks, and his his career thus far has been unremarkable. But I thought this part, Gordon, where he talked about why he chose the Jazz, was was very interesting. Let's play this part of the interview. I personally thought that Mike reaching out to me was huge. Um, obviously, you know, he's the starting point guard and me coming over here. Uh, I had opportunities to go somewhere and be a starting point guard as well, but it, I think the, the vision here was pretty pretty big, and I wanted to come over here and just learn as much as I could and learn as much from Mike as I can from uh, Coach as well. Okay, so he came to the Jazz. What did he just say? To learn. That is impressive in and of itself. Even if you look at it from the standpoint of, from a selfish or a money-oriented standpoint, I, it's, it's why people go to college, right? To learn. To yep. learn and try, try to improve your, your marketability. Well, that's why he came to the Jazz, because the Jazz have this reputation, and it sounds like Mike Conley was rather convincing, to come to Utah and learn how to be a basketball player. Because when you mentioned the Nuggets drafted him, they drafted him on potential. Yep. And it didn't pan out. It took too long or it wasn't, uh, it, it, he wasn't picking up what they were trying to get him to. And so he goes to the Knicks, and now he, he wants to strengthen his career by doing what? Coming and learning at the feet of Quinn Snyder and his staff? And he stopped, talked uh, about it in subsequent interviews where he got some counsel from his agent to, to come here and, and learn. And Smart he listened agent. to his agent. Yeah. And, and listen, Gordon, he, according to him, and, and I have no reason not to believe him, he could have started at other places. Instead, he decides That's what he to, just said. Right, yeah. right. And instead, he decides to take a one-year 
minimum salary contract. He's making a little over $1.7 million this year and on, on a one-year deal to go somewhere where he believes that he can improve and become a better basketball player. You know, if you're going to start somewhere, they're going to sign you to a multi-year contract, and I would almost guarantee it's not going to be for the league minimum. So he he sacrificed short-term financial gain to come here and get better because of Mike Conley and the player development staff. Like he said, I, I think that's really admirable. You know what that tells me? That, that demonstrates to me a remarkable amount of confidence that he – he really believes he can learn. And if he can learn, then he believes in himself and his ability enough that he can apply that learning, that education, to what he does and really soar from there. And, I mean, it sounds like it's funny when you talk about $1.7 million being a, a financial sacrifice. But in the NBA? In this case, it is. It is. So I, re- I like his background. I find that intriguing. That's easy to root for, right? Uh-huh. That's an easy story to root for. I really like his attitude coming into this team because it seems like he's got his head on straight and he has his goal. And so now the question is, can it be a mutually beneficial relationship? Can the Jazz get dynamic play out of him? And can he improve to set himself up for a, for a better contract? And now, will that better contract be right here? Which could happen. I mean, this is certainly an audition for a, a long-term situation for the Jazz, or maybe he really blows up and starts somewhere else. I think, uh, I mean, I think the Jazz would even be happy for him in, if that turned out to be or the, would the, the Jazz, case. Or would the Jazz want him to stay here, Jake, and maybe take over for Mike Conley after his two-year contract? Right. I, I don't know. Maybe Mike. Maybe they'll want Mike to stay longer. I, I don't know. But if Emmanuel Moutier puts himself in a position where he can take advantage of some of his athleticism, uh, this is cool to watch. So I'm curious, looking through it from the lens of he's here to learn and and become a better basketball player, I'm curious if the same thing jumps out to you from his postgame comments last night that, that jumped out to me. Alex, go ahead and play those. Uh, also, just be defensively first and foremost. Uh, that's what co- coach has been on me about. So, and I mean, offensively, yeah, I'm gonna be aggressive. I'm gonna play my game, but first and foremost is definitely defense. He had a great offensive performance last night. And what he told he about? impacted the the game big time in the fourth quarter offensively. And what is he harping on? <laughs> That really jumped out to me in the postgame. Here's a guy who's really embracing the opportunity to get better. And I, I say this to my, my toddler, Gordon, put on your listening ears. Here's a guy that's got his listening ears on. He's, he's, he's come to Utah and he said, okay, I'm ready. I'm a, I'm a clean slate. Teach me. Let's get me, let's get me to be a better player. And, and it, it will be so mutually beneficial to both parties involved if he goes out there and has a big season this year and, and really embraces this role. So when you tell Sadie to put on her listening ears, does she put on her earmuffs? Uh, occasionally, yeah. We're, we're still working on that. We're, but wait, but wait, that's our buzzword. Wait until she's a teenager. That's our buzzword, Gordon, your listening ears. <laughs> Where are your listening ears? Yeah, that's what Paul Emanuel's got him on. He's got him on. Listen to that. that. That comment just stood out to me so much. Like, here is a guy who is absolutely listening to his coach. Mm-hmm. i got to be a defense first. Quinn's harping on that with me all the time. Comes down to – and then he finishes his comment, defense first and foremost. That's, but, a, that's a dude that's listening. Beyond the story of him and his family coming – across and immigrating here uh it, it the the most the coolest thing about this this whole thing is it's a win-win yep. it's a if he plays well the jazz win if he plays well he wins yep so doing the right thing 
wins all around. Right. And think about it this way, too. Let's say he blows up and he goes somewhere else. He goes and tells all his buddies around yeah. the rest of the league, say, hey, guess what I did? Guess how I got paid? I went to the Jazz and I got to be a much better basketball oh, player. Oh, you don't think agents around the league are paying attention? Absolutely They are. got their listening ears on. They got 100%. their eyeballs on, too, watching and see what happens here. And it was – I'm sure you were thinking the same thing I was last night watching, thinking – I'll be daggone. This just might work. This just might work. Doing the right thing for the right reason and playing the right way. And, you know, we won't play this clip, but uh, also from that conversation before the season, I asked him about going to play in China. um, And and he he didn't say, oh, it was a great decision. That was a great thing for me. In fact, he, he implied almost like, I wish I would have done it differently had I uh, to do it again. And some tells me. It's the exact me, opposite of what he's doing now. Right. And some tells me, and I don't know this for sure by any means, but he probably got some bad advice to go over there to China. Probably some short-term thinking on the behalf of somebody that would benefit, right? Mm. You know, go do this. Forget about college basketball. Go make some money over there in China. And and maybe that 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 happened and he still was taken seventh i mean you know that's that's still pretty good but he didn't sound like he really benefited from the experience so maybe in this case he's getting some advice from an agent that says all right we've got the big picture in mind here go get yourself a bit to be a better basketball player play on a contender play a big role and we'll go out and get you a big payday in a in a beneficial circumstance and and he probably listened to that and is is buying in all I'm picking up from what you're laying down here is that uh, his team in China offered him more money than whatever t- school was recruiting him in the U.S. Probably. I mean, if you want to, you know, give him a compliment, at least he earned money by the rules. <laughs> well, it was a pleasure to watch him play last night. I'll he was that. terrific, and, and if he can, if he can keep that up, boy, I tell you, Gordon, that. That is going to be such a big deal for the Jazz. If he keeps that up, it makes you wonder what the role Dante Exum will have when he uh, gets completely healthy. Well, in all honesty, it's a it's a total insurance policy for Dante Exum, right? I mean, and and this has nothing about Dante the basketball player, but Dante the injury prone athlete. You can't count on him at this point. Well, I you know how I felt about Mike Conley and uh, how I think he has to be on he needs to be on the floor. He can greatly enhance what the Jazz are trying to do. But Emmanuel Moody last night made it difficult to take him off the floor. He was very good. You're right. I want to remind you about our friends at Diamond Airport Parking. Fantastic rates, free car washes, 24-7 shuttle service, detail, oil changes, and glass repair while you're away. Diamond Airport with the best rewards program in Utah. Only airport valet service in Utah. Park, ride, and save just off I-80 and Redwood Road. Diamond Airport Parking. Put on your listening ears because the Not Sports Report is next. Woohoo! 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Show Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 Zone. We're hoping to talk to David Locke toward the top of the 5 o'clock hour, kind of depending on travel time for the Jazz as they're traveling today over there to Memphis. But right now it's time for the Not Sports Report. Gordon, where are we going today? Uh, we're not going to any specific location, but I have a question. Okay. A question. What do Jessica Alba, Julie Andrews, Alec Baldwin, Kristen Bell, Halle Berry, uh, Beyonce, Carol Burnett, David Beckham, uh, Andrea Bocelli, 
Garth Brooks, Jimmy Buffett, Tom Cruise, Billy Crystal, Cher, Jamie Lee Curtis, Matt Damon, Robert De Niro, Leo DiCaprio, Robert Downey Jr., Harrison Ford, Jamie Foxx, Tom Hanks, Ice Cube, Hugh Jackman, Samuel Jackson, Steve Martin, Eddie Murphy, Liam Neeson, Prince, Ryan Reynolds, Julia Roberts, Britney Spears, Charlize Theron, Denzel Washington, and Oprah have in common. They're all part of the Illuminati. (laughs) Do you have a second guess? No, that's it. They all have appeared on Sesame Street. Oh, that's cool. And now, Dave Grohl has uh, joined the show. He sang a song. We we do have the Foo Fighters today as band of the day. We do. And uh, it was nice... Nice. Uh, I like it. I like it when these people do this. And I don't know. Do they accept money to do that, or do they just do it out of the goodness of their heart? You know, I really have no idea. And especially now, since Sesame Street's on HBO, but I would imagine back when it was on PBS, they they were not compensated. Hmm. I would guess. I don't know. Alex, do we have a sampling of that song? Here we go. We're on our way. It's an amazing trip across the USA. So many neighborhoods to greet. Hello there. And friends and families to meet. All across America. World. World. From our street to your street. World. Here we go. Here we go. La, la, la. La, la, la. So cool. I, I couldn't agree more. That's that's awesome. And you know what? Speaking of, we were talking about this during the break about a different performer. But doesn't Dave Grohl seem like he'd be... Awesome to hang out yes. with. Doesn't he yes. seem like just a, a really cool, uh, down-to-earth dude? He does. And here he is singing a song with Big Bird and uh, who? Well, Oscar. <laughs> Your guy. <laughs> I didn't hear Oscar in there Grover. <laughs> Grover. I always liked Grover. Of course. How could you not I was like- not a big Sesame Street because uh, they're celebrating their 50th anniversary. Yeah, it's cool. So, I'm, I, so I was... I was beyond the Sesame Street years, I mean, that you typically would think of by the time the show came on. So, But I, I, I thought Grover was pretty cool. Out of all the, um, out of all the, uh, the um, amazingly creative people in the history of this country, Jim Henson has to be really toward the top, I right? Imagine. And when you think about that uh, the, the, uh, the target audience was children and educating them trying to help them uh, function in their world a little better that makes it all all so cool. I couldn't agree more. I yeah. think it's it's terrific, and and you appreciate that more now having a little one. Yeah, you and, know, and we we we'll play we'll turn on Sesame Street for yeah yeah. There's and there's other tools now that you can use to help uh, help your children learn. But think of all the the kids out there who have benefited from that show in one way or millions another. millions and millions yeah. And, and generational, being around for 50 and, and, years. And not everybody has the opportunity to learn at uh, a certain age as much uh, when it comes to this sort of thing. And, yeah, the show did it.
All right, we're live today. Larry H. Miller, Chrysler, Jeep Dodge Ram here in Sandy, right here in the Southtown Auto Mall. Come see us. Uh, you can check out the deals they've got going on because it's their Black Friday sale and their employee pricing plus sale. You can check that out at lhmdeals.com. They're Utah's number one volume Jeep dealer. And in, in fact, uh, Gordon, you can get a 2020 Wrangler JL Unlimited Sport 4x4. You can lease it for $329 a month for 60 months, and that's with zero down. You can get a great deal on the 2019 Renegade Latitude 4x4. That's 227 a month for 60 months, zero down. Now, now you're rolling around in some sort of Renegade, right? No. I thought it was. Doesn't it say Renegade right on your... No. Uh, no it what's the name of what you're driving around? Uh, it is a uh, Gladiator. Oh, a Gladiator. Mm-hmm. You're liking it, though, right? You're a truck guy now. Yes, I am. What, you're... you're Checking it out? You take it, making sure it's okay? Gordon just stood up for some reason. I parked it in a place where people said that sometimes a car might get bumped into. Oh, well, you know, better go check on it during the break. <laughs> My goodness. No, it's, uh, it, yeah, I mean, it's a lot of fun. They, and they, their inventory here is deep. They it got, is. They've they got, got 12 acres. Yeah. 12 acres of inventory, Gordon. Covered That's with uh, new cars. So. 109.05 South Automall Drive. We also have some jazz gear for you if you want to drop by and see us. Hoping to talk to David Locke coming up right around the corner. Stay tuned. Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.